Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Bill and I in this Soul Talk. I'm really excited about this episode because it's about appreciating Jesus in our Enneagram type. And this has been the most important thing to me as we sit down to write Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. I wanted to make sure that this book would enthrall our readers with Jesus, Bill, because that has been so important to us to just appreciate and worship Jesus and see him in all of his glory. And the Enneagram has really been helpful for us, this concept of seeing Jesus as the perfection of each type. Mm-hmm. And we need that vision of Jesus to grow in his likeness, which is what we're, we're called to do, to be formed more and more like Jesus. That's what our discipleship is about. That's what being apprentices of Jesus is about. And so this is my favorite thing about the book is how in each of the chapters on each of the types, we have a a pretty substantial section on Jesus in that type. And I remember the the first draft when we read it and we said, what do we, not the first draft, but like the first sample chapter when we got it done and we thought, okay, how do we feel about this? How is this? I remember feeling it's not enthralling with Jesus enough. We, We missed the mark. We can do better. And that's something that I'm really excited because I think we hit the mark. I think we did way better. In fact, I that's my favorite thing about this book and the thing I'm most excited about and I think is going to be the most God-glorifying and fruitful about Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith is that I'm confident that readers will be enthralled with Jesus as they read it. This is the way to become more like Jesus, to be a more loving person, a more healthy and whole person is to study the life of Jesus in the Gospels, to admire him. And yes, I have just loved looking at Jesus through these nine different angles of vision through each of the types. Of course, I especially love seeing Jesus as a healthy and holy Enneagram 1 or Enneagram 7, my growth line, or Enneagram 2, my wing, or even Enneagram 4, my stress line, uh, that's my Enneagram map, which we talk about in the Your Enneagram Map booklet, uh, which you can find that on um, soulsharpening.org slash Enneagram, where all our Enneagram resources are. But for all of the types, it has been so helpful to me to see these gospel stories and examples and insights from the life of Jesus uh, in the flavor of the different personality types. Yeah, very helpful. So before we go on with this content about talking about Jesus in each type, which I'm so excited about, I first want to publicly apologize to you because on our last episode that we were recording, we were talking about and working through a conflict that we had, and we were talking about our emotional alarms and how we had missed them, and then we had woken to them. And we were telling our story about that. And when we finished the podcast, you did an emotionally mature and courageous thing. And you told me that it was really hard for you to hear me say publicly on our podcast to share that I was pleasing you in recording a podcast on a holiday. 
and it seems like that triggered some shame in you. And I felt really sad that I'd done that. And I felt really grateful that you shared that with me and I could totally understand how you would feel that way. And I would have felt that way if I was you. And so I have empathy for how exposing that would feel, how vulnerable that would feel, and how you would feel open to some judgment, misunderstanding. And so I am I am really sorry. Well, thank you for your empathy and your apology. I, I received that and appreciate you uh, being sensitive to me in that. Uh, I guess I just felt like it, it uh, particularly the way we come across to people, it wasn't really fair because I didn't have that expectation. You, you perceived mm-hmm, that. That's right. I perceived that. And then there was also the larger context that we spent most of the day at the, at the beach and then we're, we're down to the wire uh, with uh, our sabbatical coming up and mm-hmm. so trying to get ahead on things like our podcasts yes, uh, so that we can be gone for 30 days and totally off the grid and not doing anything related to our soul shepherding work. And so, yeah, appreciate that, Christy. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for being honest with me and telling me how you felt and trusting me with that. And thank you for receiving my apology. Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing I might to give you who are listening some context, uh, whenever Christy and I unpack a, a conflict or difficulty or stress that we've had, which we often do, it's always stuff that we have processed in private together. And that was true with last week's podcast, except for that part. that part you hadn't said and we hadn't hadn't talked through and so i yeah when that came out i was a little like oh i don't think she understood me on that that didn't really sound very good (laughs) but then i was like well maybe i just need to let go of it maybe i'm just trying to manage my image and what people think about me so there we are we're in our personalities we all we all are yep uh but then we're doing our best to Wake up to the person of Jesus, our, our, our Lord and shepherd, and the one who has tender mercy for us and guides us in his truth. And that's what we're talking about today. And Jesus gives us do-overs, and you gave me a do-over, so thank you. <laughs> we all need do-overs. Today we're going to talk about the Enneagram 6 as an illustration. Uh, particularly, we're going to talk about Jesus as the model 6. So for all nine Enneagram types, we give you a window into Jesus from uh, from the Gospels and how he shows you that healthy and holy perfection of that type. We also do this for anger, shame, anxiety, and sadness because that's really what the book is organized, organized around is those four core emotions of distress which uh, we teach you shape your personality. Whatever your personality type is, those four emotions are really shaping you in some ways that potentially are very unhealthy and damaging for you and your loved ones. And so we show you Jesus, how he experienced each of those emotions in a healthy way. Which is important for you to know because oftentimes we try in our personality to hide these emotions, to defend against them. And so it's important for us to realize Jesus felt these emotions. Yeah, so all that to say in every chapter you get up close and personal with Jesus That's the first of our six core values in soul shepherding, intimacy with Jesus. So just to give you a a feel for this and a flavor as to how inspiring this can be, uh, I'm just going to read you a paragraph from our book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. Uh, So the heading here is, Jesus is calm and courageous, because that's what the sixes need to integrate, being calm and courageous. Jesus is the holy and healthy six. For sixes and all of us, 
Sixes are tempted to carry out laws, rules, principles, and procedures, but miss their higher purpose. Jesus stayed clear of legalism, and he taught on the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. He emphasized the spirit behind the laws, which is love for God and neighbor. To put the highest priority on relationships is to be loyal. Our Lord Jesus is loyal through thick and thin, loyal to his father, his mother, the law and the prophets, the poor and needy, those who do his will, and even to his enemies. Jesus is loyal to all of us who love him. He is preparing our eternal home and will come again to take us there. Our Savior's loyal love ministers comfort, truth, and power to help us overcome fear and the damage it does to our personalities and relationships. Thank God for Jesus. And this is good news for all of us, but especially if you're a six, if you're a loyalist, wow, it is really powerful and healing for you to meditate on Jesus as the perfect loyalist, calm and courageous in every situation. And we put the scripture references for each of those attributes and examples of his loyalty as well. So you can look those up and see those and and read the scriptures to him. One of the things you listed in there is Jesus was loyal to his enemies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first there's this temptation, what? Like, that's not good. It wouldn't be good to be loyal to your enemy. Why would you be loyal to your enemy? But if we think about this, it's actually Jesus was loyal in love for Judas, mm-hmm. who was stealing from him, mm-hmm. and Jesus knew this, who wasn't for him, who was going to betray him with the religious leaders, and Jesus knew that, and yet Jesus stayed loyal to Judas as a friend despite the betrayal, and that really is an amazing thing. Right, and what you're getting at is that uh, in Jesus' loyalty, it was healthy uh, and holy because he, he had backbone he had boundaries he, he spoke the truth and love to judas mm-hmm. he, he confronted judas he held mm-hmm. judas accountable mm-hmm. uh, in a loving way and so jesus loyalty as a six even to his enemies is not the loyalty of codependency right it's not it's not the the loyalty of a unhealthy soul tie or uh putting up with abuse in a way that would be damaging to mm-hmm. him or damaging to his right. mission. Jesus could say no. Jesus yeah. could, and he did, and he set boundaries. Now, he also knew when to be silent and and receive a judgment and receive mistreatment, particularly in going to the cross for us. And so he knew how to do what was most loving for other people, coming from his own place of strength and security and his relationship of oneness with his father who was always loyal to him and so out of the overflow of that jesus could love his enemies that's really helpful really important clarifications bill and then we also see jesus that he was like a loyal six or like a pragmatic six also sixes can be very pragmatic they can see the problems they often come up with great ways to resolve to solve problems and jesus was like that too we see this in john 13 where he cares for his disciples' practical needs by washing their dirty feet. Yeah, this was not just like a ritual. Sometimes we remember it that way, which is a wonderful thing as a, as a meditation and appreciation of Jesus and as a symbol. But 
Jesus washed the disciples' feet because their feet were dirty Mm -hmm. and because none of the other disciples did the servant's job. There was usually a servant to do that, particularly in a situation of a formal gathering or or the wealthy, or maybe people would wash their own feet. Uh, But Jesus did it for his disciples. And so this was a tremendous uh, act of service, uh, humble service, very loving and affectionate, but also it was convicting. And that's why Peter, Peter, a a six, uh, an Enneagram six, probably a loyalist. He's like, no, you can't wash my feet because Peter was, he wanted control. He was, he was embarrassed and he was ashamed that Jesus was doing what Peter realized probably he should have done or could have done. Uh, but Jesus says, no, Peter, I, I love you and you need to let me do this for you. And if you let me do this for you, then, then you're not going to have any, any part of me. And Peter's like, oh, well, then wash my whole body. <laughs> and she's, oh, if I wash your feet, that'll be enough. <laughs> Jesus set boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so um, might it also be examples of Jesus' pragmatic problem solving that he fed the, the crowd when mm-hmm. it was too late and too far for them to all go get food? Mm-hmm. Or maybe that even the coin in the fish's mouth was pragmatic problem-solving provision to pay the taxes. Yeah, sixes uh, along with threes and nines are in what's called the pragmatic triad. And they have a gift for seeing the the practical needs, uh, fixing problems, solutions to things, and uh, often do that through collaboration. Uh, Sixes are in the head triad, and so they're uh, really thinkers and they're analyzers and they they go through scenarios in their minds, and uh, there's a healthy way of doing that, a loving way of doing that that helps them solve problems and helps them be good in a crisis. And so it's just so encouraging to see Jesus modeling this uh, wonderfully, beautifully, with praise to God, with love for people, because we become like what we admire. So that that's why this is so powerful to see Jesus in your type and to appreciate Jesus in your type because that helps you become more like Jesus. Yes, and that's what we are called to do and what we all want want to do. And the Negram can help us if we look at it this way. And so even if you're not a six, I mean, for all of us, but right. let's say you're, you're a five or a seven and you have a six wing mm-hmm. or you're a, a three or a nine, and you have a line to the six. So especially those types are going to have six in them. And so you're going to find that the sixth chapter in our book, very helpful for you. That's why we, we teach you. Well, of course, a lot of people, you know, we run to read the chapter on our personality type because we want that mirror and we want to learn that. And that's natural. Uh, but read the chapters for your your wing. Read the chapters for your lines mm-hmm. because it's going to be really helpful to you. And, and really, read the all chapters. the chapters are going to be helpful. Yeah, and read the chapters of your loved ones because that's going to help you too. So if you're married to a six or you have a child that's a six or a friend that's a six and you read this, it will help you to see the image of Jesus more in them too. That's and right. And to appreciate that and to call that out in them and to, to love him Love Jesus, the Lord your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor, six, as yourself. So. I mean, I just love doing this. It's my favorite thing, like you said, Christy, about us writing the book and in the rewriting that we did and, and even the research that we did is because it's such a blessing for me to see Jesus in the different uh, angles of vision, the different lenses that we get through each of these personality types. is so encouraging, and it does help me celebrate not only these aspects of me but these as you said christy about these aspects of people in my life so there's one more well there's several more we're not going to 
we want to save some for the book for you to read and be surprised. So we're not going to go through all of these for the six, but one of them that I do want to talk about today is that Jesus refused to court the world's authorities, but he trusted in God's authority. And I think that's so important because authority is really important for the sixes. It's important for them uh, to have authority and they really respect authority and put a lot of weight and appreciation in authority. So Jesus' own authority, his relation to others in authority, and then his imparting authority to us. Yeah, sometimes I think that we can look at Jesus and, for instance, on this particular point, Christy, of that he didn't court the world's authorities. He didn't kowtow to them. Uh, he, he wasn't trying to please those authorities. He wasn't in the sense of people-pleasing. He wasn't uh, codependent with them. He, he wasn't trying to shape-shift his personality to avoid conflict with them or be accepted by them. Uh, Jesus stood up to authority you know, again and again. Now, he loved them, but he, he spoke the truth in love, and he, he had boundaries. And so how did he do that? We might look at Jesus and go, well, he's the son of God, and he is the son of God. He's perfect, but that's not like automatic. His power to not put himself under the power of the world's authorities came out of his relationship with his father as his authority. Mm -hmm. So in John's gospel, he tells us again and again over 40 times, I only do what I see the father doing. I, this had to happen that the scripture would be fulfilled. I don't do anything on my own. I only do what I see the father doing. I act in concert with the father. So because Jesus was so carefully, repeatedly, and thoroughly, even continuously submitted to God, his father, that right-ordered relationship there, that humility, that having his identity in his father who, who was pleased with him, who was delighted in him, that gave him security, that gave him confidence, that gave him a stable and strong identity to be able to stand up to the world's authorities. It wasn't like, oh, he just did that because he was a son of God and he had to, or he just automatically had all this power and all this authority, or he's walking around with omnipotence and, and omnipresence and omniscience and all of that automatically because he's God. No, he set aside the privileges of the Godhead, we read in Philippians 2, and he's living fully as a human being, and we read that in uh, Hebrews talks about that, and as well as Philippians uh, and elsewhere. So Jesus is having temptations, human temptations, and he chooses to place himself under God's authority. What a tremendous example that is for all of us, but especially sixes who have this vulnerability to get unhealthy with authority that really messes with their personalities, uh, but they have the capacity and the possibility to be so healthy in their relationship with authority and to be very healthy, loving authority figures themselves. Well, it seems like Jesus was able to stand up to authorities when they were wrong and not cower to them. Scripture says he knew not to trust his heart to men, and yet he also knew when to submit to authorities unto the Lord, like his parents growing up mm-hmm. would be an example of that. Or like he did, he did, he confronted the religious leaders in many ways in their authority systems or, or the, the rulers of his day, and yet he submitted to the authority when it came to paying taxes, for example. Yeah, and when he was younger, he learned from the religious leaders, the, the synagogue in Nazareth, for instance, and the, uh, the priests there, and that sort of thing. 
So yeah, so encouraging to see Jesus as the holy, healthy model for all of us in these uh, with each of these core emotions and each of the personality types. And so that's what you'll find in Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. And so if you want to learn more, just go to soulsharpening.org slash Enneagram. You'll see all of our Enneagram and Emotions resources. You get the link to our free Enneagram and Emotions assessment, which will help you understand your type and the emotions of your type. And you'll get immediate results back to help you uh, understand your type better. And if you have an Enneagram 6 in your life that you love, share this podcast with them. Send it to them. Uh, Maybe even with a prayer, letting them know you appreciate them and the image of God in them. And if you'd like to have us speak in your church or on your webinar, uh, contact us at Soul Shepherding. We would love to do that. It's our our joy. Lord God, we just thank you for each of our listeners. Uh, But today we especially give you thanks for the Enneagram 6s, the loyalists. How we thank you them right now lord i'm just thinking about some of the sixes that i know and love and what a blessing they are and how we pray lord that this picture this uh these scenes these examples these uh, illustrations and insights from the life of jesus the calm and courageous loyalist the perfect six that this would be an encouragement for all the sixes that we know and love uh, and for all of us It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Friends, don't miss the chance to pre-order Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith on Amazon or wherever you buy books, Uh, and then you get access to some free bonus resources only for those who pre-order the book before September 5th, 2023. Those uh, bonuses include a discount on the Enneagram and Emotions video course, a free pack of Enneagram and Emotions resources, an exclusive live Enneagram question and answer with Christy and me uh, webinar, and uh, a free Enneagram and Emotions coaching session. So depending upon how many books you pre-order for uh, yourself and your friends or your small group or your church or a missionary that you want to donate books to, the more uh, books you pre-order, the more bonuses you get. Just go to soulshepherding.org slash Enneagram and you will be encouraged. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 